Buenos dias from BA. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 1st of December 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. On Saturday the 26th, the political dialogue and negotiations between Maduro's regime and the opposition represented by the Unitary Platform of Venezuela were resumed in Mexico City after a year of being suspended. The two delegations signed an agreement to unfreeze a $3 billion fund to create a social fund to help Venezuela's, quote, most vulnerable, unquote, population through health, food and education programs in addition to attending to the public electrical system. The social fund would be administered by the United Nations. The dialogue process, where Norway is the moderator, started after a 13-month suspension since the delegation sent by Maduro left the table to protest the extradition of Alex Saab to the United States in 2021. Following this news, on Saturday the 26th, the U.S. government authorized the old company Chevron to resume limited operations to extract natural resources in Venezuela as a result of the resumption of the dialogue between the Venezuela regime and the opposition. According to the Treasury Department, this measure reflects the long-term policy of the United States, quote, to provide targeted sanctions relief based on concrete steps that reduce the suffering of the Venezuelan people and support the restoration of democracy, unquote. Speaking of the resumption of the dialogue, on Thursday the 24th, the head of the Chavista delegation, Jorge Rodriguez, informed the inclusion of Alex Saab's wife, Camila Fabri, to the Chavista delegation that participated in the negotiation table with the unitary platform. In a statement, they presented her as a, quote, human rights defender, unquote. Fabri is Italian and is also being investigated in Italy for crimes of corruption and money laundering associated with her husband's businesses. On the same day, the father of political prisoner Franklin Caldera considered a, quote, mockery, unquote, that Fabri is present at the dialogue in Mexico. Caldera stated that if Fabri is present, the relatives of the more than 300 political prisoners in the country should also have a representative in Mexico. Moving on, on Thursday the 24th, Tarek William Saab, Venezuela's ombudsman, said that the Venezuelan government needs to review the maximum penalties for some crimes for which he considers it necessary to make, quote, an amendment to some articles of the Constitution and the Organic Code of Criminal Procedure, unquote. He considers that it is necessary to open a debate in the country regarding the maximum applicable penalties. The Ombudsman said that in some extremely serious crimes, they deserve a sentence of more than 30 years in prison without any procedural benefit. The Venezuelan Constitution establishes that, quote, 
The penalty cannot transcend the convicted person. There will be no permanent or infamous sentences. The custodial sentence will not exceed 30 years. Unquote. On that note about crimes, on Thursday the 24th, the Argentine media outlet Infobae disclosed an internal document from the insurance company Lloyds that talks about the trafficking of Venezuelan gold to Iran, intending to support terrorist activities in the region. The document was written by Chris Pova, the senior manager of the Financial Crimes Advisory of the international company Lloyds. The document details that direct flights from Caracas to Tehran through Mahan Air are being used as an illicit channel to send gold that is later exchanged for Iranian oil. The operation involved a Boeing 747-300 aircraft, which was detained in June at the Ezeiza airport in Argentina. The one awaiting for the Argentine justice to respond to the request of a United States court for its confiscation and the one that Venezuela demands its return. More news about airplanes. On Saturday the 26th, the EU renewed the flight ban on the airline Avior Airlines due to its poor security. Therefore, the EU recommends not traveling on it. The Venezuelan company is part of a list of more than 130 dangerous airlines in the world, according to the European Commission, considering that they do not meet the necessary elements and technical requirements prescribed by international safety standards. On Wednesday the 30th, Ramon Velázquez, Minister of Transportation, announced on Twitter that almost 100 Venezuelans returned to the country from Mexico. Venezuelans returned on a flight from the government airline Conviasa through the Plan Vuelta a la Patria, enabled by Maduro in 2018. According to Velázquez, with the Plan Vuelta a la Patria, more than 30,000 Venezuelans who had emigrated to other nations have returned to the country. In other news, on Thursday the 24th, the NGO Alerta Venezuela said in its report called, quote, not learned lessons, unquote, about the, quote, silent diplomacy, unquote, of the United Nations organization in Venezuela. The coordinator of the organization, Ligia Bolívar, denounced that at the end of 2020, when the quote, criminalization and harassment, unquote, by the Venezuelan government against humanitarian organizations allied to the UN intensified, there was silence on the part of the international organization or a later response. Bolivar pointed out that since the arrival of Gianluca Rampocha as the UN resident coordinator in Venezuela, there have been, quote, positive signs, unquote, but she insisted on the need to deepen an approach where human rights and the humanitarian response do not continue to be presented as separate and irreconcilable issues. In election news, on Friday the 25th, Jesus Maria Casal, 
the president of the National Primary Commission, reported that they are working on the schedule for the election of the opposition unitary presidential candidate, elections that he estimates will be held at the end of June 2023. Casal explained that they estimate that the nomination of the pre-candidates will be made around March and clarified that there will be no restrictions on politicians who have administrative disqualifications imposed by the Comptroller General of the Republic. Good news! On Tuesday the 29th, the National Assembly received the LGBTIQ plus activists who spent a week in chains in front of the Ombudsman office in Caracas. The Chavista Assembly promised to issue an exhortation for the National Electoral Council through the civil registry to proceed with the change of names of trans people who wish to do so. Cody Campos, one of the activists, reported that they met with Iris Varela, the vice president of the Chavista Parliament, and Pedro Infante and Asia Villegas, the presidents of the Permanent Commissions for Social and Family Development. Next up, on Wednesday the 30th, the Sambil La Candelaria Shopping Center opened its doors after being expropriated in 2008 by former president Hugo Chavez. The shopping center title of the property was returned to its owner, Freddy Cohen, in March by the Maduro government. Due to the abandonment and inactivity of the place, the infrastructure deteriorated. However, during the last month's recovery work has been carried out and although they have not been completely finished, they continue to work on it. Cohen said the shopping center will have an official opening on the 28th of May, 2023. Moving on, on Saturday the 26th, Rafael Lacaba, the governor of the state of Carabobo, inaugurated the Diego Armando Maradona Recreational Sports Center to honor the soccer player and close friend of former President Chavez, two years after Maradona's death. During the inauguration, the governor presented a video where 3D characters appear representing the late President Chavez, La Cava, Maduro and Maradona. The most interesting part of the video is that La Cava and Maduro are shown dressed as superheroes, while Hugo Chavez and Maradona descend from heaven with wings. Then the characters make a series of passes with the ball and it ends in a goal with the Argentine star with his hand, alluding to the well-remembered hand of God against England in the 1986 World Cup in Mexico. Following this news, on Monday the 28th, Maria Gabriela Chavez, Chavez's daughter, expressed her repudiation of the animated short on Twitter. Maria Gabriela described the video as grotesque and said that it disrespected her father's memory. And that's it for this week. You know, every week we work hard to pick what the most important stuff is in Venezuela. What's talked about the most, what's big but flies under the radar. All the main stuff. Are we getting the mix right? 
Not a specific thing we have missed. Although you can tell us that too. What types of information do you want more or less of? Let us know at venezuela at rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima! Thank you.